We all have that one song, that one album, one artist that is our absolute go-to. Be it what you're listening to when you're happy, what you go to when you're sad, when you're up, when you're down, when you need that little bit of motivation to just get you through the end of the day, that song that you listen to to keep you grinding when you're running out of energy, when you're in that dark place and you need something to get you back out into the light, maybe even that song or that album or even that artist that changed the entire direction of your life. This is the music that saved me. My guest today, uh, it's very easy for me to tell you how this music influenced or how music influenced him, but I'm going to let him tell it. Uh, Mr. John Grill. Hello, Good everyone. evening. Hello, hello. So I took care of my first bullet, well, part of my first bullet point. So just kind of tell us who you are. Give us your name, your, your occupation without... Some- yeah, let's do this. So my name is John Grill. I am uh, first and foremost um, a teacher. I am a high school music teacher um, who is under the weather. I, if you couldn't tell by the way I'm so nasally, my apologies, um, damn kids. Uh, but I am, I am a musician. I am a drummer. Uh, I also play a little mandolin here and there. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I just got a theremin. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. Well, my brother bought it for me and uh, it's, it's the hardest instrument I've ever tried to play, but yeah, that that's me in a nutshell. I music is really my life pretty much surrounds everything I do. It's just, it's just there, you know, what, um, what would you say? What would you say your first vivid memory? Cause we all have subtle memories here and there um, from our childhood. What is your first vivid memory of a either a, an artist a song an album um a soundtrack something of that nature what yeah. really is the first one that stands out as a whoa you know we're, we're talking vivid there there are always those ones like i remember being in a car and my mom having all these tapes and listening to everything like that and then listening to like the oldies stations in new york city but i think the first time i realized an artist and, and made a vivid memory of it was my, my father is a huge simon and garfunkel fan always mm-hmm. been. and he used to put on um, um, Paul Simon has soul album, uh, uh, soul me and Julio down the schoolyards on it. Yep. And he used to just take us and spin us around. We called it round and round. Right. And we just, it, it would be to that song. And then after that, like slip sliding away would come on and we would just sit there and sing it. And I just remember I, I was six, maybe seven. And like, okay. that's my first vivid memory of, of music that uh, I liked. And I, you know, I didn't understand it. Now, you know, you read the lyrics, I'm like, well, they, these songs are deep, but like that, that's my first like vivid memory of like loving a song. Now, what it, do you have, does that go on your list of go-tos or do you have like a, a, a go-to song or a go-to album that no matter what mood you're in, be it up, down, left, right happy sad angry yeah is there a go-to song or a go-to album does that fall on that list or does that is there one that's like you're without hesitation what's your go-to bang it's this um to be honest with you it's not that although i i listen to paul simon and simon and garfunkel all the time Mm -hmm. um i'm a huge huge dave matthews band fan okay whatever mood i'm in i can find a dave matthews song to put on um 
and uh, he's just the artist. I, like, same thing. We're talking favorite memories. I remember when I discovered the band, and I remember that feeling like, oh my god, like I love this band. I know a lot of people don't like them. I get it. He's it's it's a hard hard take for some people. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. That's an okay thing. I'm going to tell you something I say to my students in a second. But like, I don't know. I was in Minnesota. I was at my uncle's wedding. And my parents, there was a mall connected to the, you know, the, the hotel mm-hmm. and we were in the music store. I was like, Oh, Dave Matthews, man. I've heard, I've heard of this band before. And I bought, Oh, it was the album with two step on it. So that is, is that crash? I'm, I'm so bad at album mm-hmm. names at this point. Hold on. Oh yeah. my God. Um, I'm trying to think it was like, there was under the table. Or was it under the table? And crash. And I'm trying to, it, it was, no, it's on crash. It's on crash. Oof. Um, so I just remember I bought that and I bought live at Red Rocks. And I think I bought recently, which was like a, an EP he put out. Like, and I just remember putting these on in the hotel because the hotel had a clock radio CD player. And I was just, I was, I just couldn't stop listening to it. I was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life. And then I went back down. I asked my mom for money because I did not have my own money at the time. Cause I was of in course middle school. And uh, I bought every album they had that, you know, was out at that point. Um, you can't see it from you know your vantage point, but I do have uh, lots of records, CDs, and comic books on the other side of the room, and a lot of it's Dave Matthews. I'm not gonna lie to you, uh, I have on a shelf in the garage. I have the your stereotypical 384 disc CD binder. Yeah, and I, yeah, I believe two two of those spots are taken up by I believe Crash and Under the or um, yeah Under the Table and Dreaming both they're they're amazing albums uh great albums um they're not the only band though you know i there are there are plenty of other bands that i love uh the band is another one if you've ever heard mm-hmm. of them um that's actually why i play mandolin my mandolin's right there actually um their drummer levon helm who's also their lead singer played mandolin as well and that was another one of my dad's bands i remember getting his copy of what they called the brown album it was just brown kind of like weezer's blue album mm-hmm. and um yeah, I just I can listen to them. I can listen to Motown. I you know my my dad grew up on jam, what we would call jam band stuff, and my mom is from inner city Queens, so I got the Motown from her. Oh, okay. So I can, I literally can listen to Motown at any time too. So those those are like my big things. What is your? I'm gonna I'm gonna call it this term because it's the best thing I could think of. What is your closet song? What is that song that? You kind of look left, look right. All right, nobody's coming. And you put that song on. I have no shame, so it's not a closet song. I mean, if we're talking favorite songs, it's Tears of a Clown by Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Don't know what it is about it, but there's that. Okay. If there's a closet song, oh, man, you're going to laugh at me so much. Um, It is uh, (laughs) It's Wannabe by the Spice Girls. Dude, okay it is such a good song that is my closet song um the or or um virtual insanity by jamiroquai something about that that mid i love that song english that sound yeah oh yeah great song that mid-90s english pop sound there, there's just something about it i don't know yeah. so this might be a hard one given given your your career and your background and all that but what is your absolute hated music like there's music that you're like yeah, i'm not a big fan but there's always like something where you just go i'll oh, turn that off 
right now, immediately shut it off. So I'm going to tell you something that I tell my students because I teach a history of rock and roll class in school. You can't hate music. It's not possible to hate, unless it's like a hate, something hateful, right? Like, like you know, racist or anti-Semitic, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you can't hate music. And the reason you can't hate music is because kind of what this podcast is about. If you tell someone you hate an artist, what if that artist or that song prevented someone from harming themselves? So you can't, put, you, you, you can't put any music down. You can say, I dislike it or strongly dislike it if you really don't like it, but you can't hate music because it, it, it's, it's not possible. Again, unless it's like, you know, you know some, something that's talking about something hateful, but like, it's just not possible to hate music again, because you don't know what music has done for someone else. Um, very, very fair. If I had to pick a type of music that I really don't like, or, you know, it's like really hard metal that I can't understand the words, like growling, stuff like that. Um, like that, almost like that, that deep throat. That's yeah, tough. that, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't get into that. There's some of it that's really good. There's just some really good musicians in that world, but it doesn't do anything for me. Now, um, got, got two for you, two for you. First, I'll go right. with what is your, if... Time travel is an option. Bucket list concert. Now I'm going to make you pick one. Oh, just one, oh, right? Yep, I'm going to make you pick one, and it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be a specific artist. Like it, it could be a it could be a festival, right? It could be a festival. Sure, it's not going to be a festival. It's going to be Queen Wembley Stadium. Awesome, absolutely. Now, what what draws you to that specific one? The video of it. <laughs> well, yeah. Get, get, getting to see Freddie Mercury live, right? I miss that. Uh, he, he died when I was seven and I didn't understand Queen yet, mm-hmm. you know? Um, just watching a video of that show and like the stuff, even like the Live Aid show or like even the earlier stuff, it's Queen's just, oh my His God. raw talent. All of their raw talent, but his raw talent was just... Like on a bad show day. Oh yeah. Just unreal. And they're still doing it. I know he's not alive. Adam Lambert's great though. Adam yeah. Lambert is amazing. Still so, not Freddie Mercury though. No, he's not Freddie Mercury. But Queen Wembley Stadium. So so this is kind of the this is kind of the crux, which is why I choose to end it here. Ooh. How how did music save you? And if you need, if you need a, a, an example of where I'm going with that, I can absolutely supply you. So my answer is going to be actually quite broad. Uh, music has okay. saved me many times. Music saved me. I, you know, there's always that song that artist. You know, I, you know, I was an angsty teenager when I discovered Dave Matthews Band. Sure. In 2009, 2010, I was in a very dark place. I had mm-hmm. no direction in life. I was working a, a pretty much a dead end job. I had a great boss, you know, shout out to him. He knows who he is, but I wasn't going anywhere. I had left Boston. I was living at home and, uh, you know, I really, I didn't have much going for me. Um, I was working for a couple marching bands and, um, you know, I just happened to be right place, right time and made a joke. Um, I, uh, 
I, I was working with this one band and another band in the district had a director that left and the director that I was working for jokingly said, ha, who wants a job? And I said, I do. Hmm. And little did I know this guy went to the supervisor and said he doesn't have his teaching license, but he would make a great teacher. And behind my back, two or three other teachers in the district vouched for me because I knew who they were. Wow. And uh, now I'm a high school music teacher in my 14th year. <laughs> Holy cow. And from going from no direction to, you know, my first year teaching blue because I had to learn how to teach on the fly. But, you know, like music saved me, man. Gave you, gave you a purpose, gave you gave a career. A yeah. Yeah. That I love to bitch about, but it did give me a career. <laughs> Hey, we all, we all have that career that we were yeah. happy about, but yeah. while we were happy, this sucks. What the hell? Oh yeah. Kids. I work with kids. Book closed right there. Yeah. Right there. So that is how music saved me.